There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you PNLP? This is the Premier Non-League Podcast. Welcome to episode 48 of the Premier Non-League Podcast and for the first time in God knows how long, we have a full house tonight. Trev, Pete, Gaz, Chris... And myself, James. How are we all doing, guys? Nice to see you all back in the room. Nice to see you, James. Good. I forgot who you were. Yeah, yeah. Ditto, mate. Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. Um, how are we all doing, though? It's been so Apart quiet, hasn't it, Oh, here very we go. Quiet, Here's mate. a bloody very abuse. Here, here we go. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah. blah. Finished? Yeah. Good. I, can't for now, say, for now, anyway. I can't say anything, because I've been here even less than you have. So. For now, anyway. For now, anyway. <laughs> um, and um, lot, lots to talk about, guys. There's been a hell of a lot go on in the world of non-leagues and promotions from manager changes to new clubs emerging to all sorts going on um busy few weeks hasn't it been um i don't know where we should start off really i think obviously last episode we were celebrating the fact that um south shields finally got promoted and <laughs> as we said oh yeah trevor's had a chance to congratulate um and we finally said the question had changed from chris Will Kevin Phillips be South Shields' manager next season? <laughs> what happened about three days after he released? Maybe not even that. Wasn't even that. Um, well, no. it was um, immediately after full time in the last game of the season, and the uh, announcement was made. It's kind of a shock in the sense of the timing. Literally, literally, you know, five o'clock. I was going to um, say, was, was that just like a you know a real it, kick in the teeth? You just had your last yeah, game of the season. You're in the bar, and then he's gone. Yeah, the final whistle literally blew, and within seconds, the announcement was made. Um, kind of a shock in that sense, not a shock in the sense that he's gone. Um, well, you said in our group, didn't you, like just on the WhatsApp, you said you'd heard inklings for bits, we didn't want to know if it was true or not. Yeah, I was given, um, I was told by a, a, a manager from the Northern Premier League that it was common knowledge that Kevin was going to the Football League. I don't quite think that was true at the time. Um, what is what has come out is the fact that he wanted more money in the budget for next year's transfer dealings and wages, and um, the chairman wasn't prepared to give him it, so they've decided to amicably shake hands. I'm not sure amicably will be the case. There's always three sides to a story, so I, I don't think there's been any real falling out. But um, unfortunately, Kevin's gone, and sadly for me. And probably a lot of other supporters. Wes Brown has gone as well as assistant. Um, Wes is a South Shields boy and spent six years at the club as an academy coach and then assistant manager. So um, that's the sad part for me. 
is Wes is no longer there. Um, the good was he around the bar or anything, Kevin? After the game, like did it was he just literally left the stadium straight away almost, or was well, there... it was, they were away? Of course, it was. Yeah, asking the scene was at Stafford. Now he lives, he lives not far from Stafford, so, so he's probably just gone home. Um, he lives in Staffordshire, so he was on. He was home, so uh, it was quite a shock for the players, I think. But it, it's kind of a shock and not a shock. Um, he did a good job, in my view. Could he have done better? Yes, I think he could. People say, well, you've won the league, but we probably could have won it a little bit easier. If the truth be known, sometimes his tactics were a bit negative for my yeah. liking, probably for a lot of other people's liking. And the squad of players that he had perhaps got a good a little bit more out of them, but that's splitting hairs. He's done a good job, but he's gone now. And, um, you know, he's odds on to go to Walsall. He only lives 20 minutes from there, so... It's got a bit quiet of the news, hasn't it, recently? Yeah, lots of murmurings uh, when he left and then it's just gone dead, yeah, dead but, quiet. Um, it's still on. Believe you me, it's still on. Because yeah. um, yeah, one of the rumours I heard was Sally Hall Moores. That was what I... Well, I got told Football League. Then I was told by a good source, Hartlepool United, who are no longer Football League. <laughs> um and then I was told it was Solihull Moors. Again, he lives in the Midlands. He lives in Staffordshire. So in that, you know, he's within a 20-mile radius. He could take his pick of clubs, really. Um, but Walsall's the odds on. And I would still say that is the case. I would still mm. say that is the case. Um, How did you deep down feel, though? Like, I know, were you really, truly upset? Or was it a bit of a weird mixed emotion? Like, Yeah, the latter. Weird mixed emotion, but I'm certainly not upset. Um, nice. thankful for what he's done he's done a good job and I make yeah. sure my thanks are passed on to him but um, yeah, you uh, failed you failed in your mission to get him on the podcast for God's sake you, literally yeah, I good. think you knew about it didn't you that's what you were doing you were just mugging <laughs> us off all along oh no no he's not going to be non-league next season he can't be in a non-league podcast um, um, what I would say is that there's, there are people out there and I include friends of mine in that and relatives yeah. who have who felt that he was never the right mm -hmm. fit for the club anyway um, so they are certainly shedding no tears. Um, and the appointment of Julio Arca is, I wouldn't say it's a master stroke. Well, I was going to say he's a club legend, isn't he? He's an absolute legend. There's a bar named after him, you know. So um, it, it, that alone is a good appointment for him in the sense he's probably got a bit of leverage, got a bit of rope to, you know, to hang on to if, if things didn't quite go right early on because he is so highly regarded. He's massively loved he's almost worshipped at the place so mm. he's got that automatic time I think to get himself better in but the, the appointment of Arca um, for me it's the appointment of Tommy Miller as his, as his assistant which is equally as important because Tommy's got National League North experience Does it at worry you that it's his first sort of real management job um and, you know, he's a club legend and, you know, mm. often club legends don't often translate into on the management side and the playing mm. side, you know, so, you know, could his reputation be tarnished a little bit? You've seen it happen at lots of clubs where you think, you know, they should have, I mean, look at Frank Lampard, for example. I don't think his reputation yes. is completely tarnished, but he's not done it as a manager as he did as a player. And, you know. Mm. Well, his reputation is unravelling before our eyes, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, kind of. There's always a risk with any appointment. Kevin Phillips wasn't was his first managerial role. He'd only been the coach before that. Julio has been coaching at Sunderland Academy. Coaches with, ironically, 
Um, the the former Shields manager who actually brought him to South Shields as a player, John King. He's been coaching with John. Um, he's he was. I don't know whether he's finished it, but he's been in the middle of his UEFA A license course. He's got his B license already, so he he knows how to coach players. Management's a different kettle of fish, but of course, as I say, the appointment of Tommy Miller, who, who was assistant manager to Jason Ainsley at Spennymoor for a number of years. He's actually managed Spennymoor for a little bit, which didn't go well. Um, but he's got that knowledge of the league, which is, I think is a great appointment. I, I think it just gives gives Julio that little bit of knowledge of the league that he might not or might not have ordinarily had. So, Chris, do you think um, the... How long do you think they'll give him? Like, you know, if you're sitting rock bottom of the National North by sort of October, November time, do you think they'll give him time or do you think you, you think he's... Yeah. That's what would be interesting because, as we said about the club legend, the status like that, it might give him a little bit more time than the than yeah. usual people. But if you're sitting rock bottom, say by Christmas, do you think he'll be a goner? Uh, no, I don't. Um, well, unless the foot, unless the team have been stinking the place out, which I don't think is going to happen. Got to remember that the recruitment that was done last summer was done with a view to National League North level. You know, that's what I've said earlier about Kevin. Could we have won the league better? We could. Probably with that squad of players should have won the Northern Premier League by twelve to fifteen points, and that's not being that's not being over the top either. Um, so, you know, more, most of the recruitment last year, most of the lads that came in had football league experience, and some of whom have played their whole careers in the football league. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Kevin probably was a bit negative at times for for, for supporters like him. Julio will definitely play a good brand of football. And I don't think, I don't want to sound arrogant, but I can't see Shields being rock bottom, if I'm honest. Um, that squad of players is good enough. There's no doubt in my well, mind. You've, you've got a budget and you look what we did. <laughs> you know, well, so, all right. Well, the budget, it, it's, it, there's no secret, the budget, the, Kevin Phillips, the reason he want, he left, he wanted more, he wanted another 150, he wanted, it sounds like he wanted another 150,000 pounds in the budget, which would take it to three quarters of a million. So a £600,000 budget ain't no bad, is it? No, so, not at all. Um, when you consider that clubs like Gloucester are going back to part-time, hmm. then um, there's no reason why South Shields can't compete at National League North level already. Hmm. Um, I, I'd be I'd be surprised, not shocked, but I'd be slightly surprised if we weren't in the playoff hunt. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a nice predicament to have. It's a nice predicament to have. Yeah, Isn't it nice that you're talking about what could happen in National League North and, you know, you're going yeah. into the unknown, a new manager and a new league. As you said, you're full-time. So, you know, again, I think next season you'll find it will be a scalp for other teams around you to, like, beat South Shields um, in a National <laughs> League North. And it'll be a nice predicament to see, you know, if you're... You should be that comfortable. I mean, as Pete will go on to talk about it later on, we've sort of said, we were this time last year, if we said we'd finished fourth in the National League South, um, being knocked out in the semi-finals of the playoffs mm -hmm. with the budget we had, I think we'd been laughing, but we did it. Yeah, but I, and, remember, I told you, remember, yeah. I told you, you'd make the playoffs. Yeah, you did. You had such a good start. Points in the bag means a hell of a lot. And mm -hmm. you've got a good manager. You're well-organised. Yeah. And, and Chris, I am... Chris, I am absolutely shocked at that figure that you've just mentioned for a budget, to be honest. It's crazy, yeah. Because I think yeah. we operate under... What, the a... one that Kevin Phillips wanted or the actual budget they've got, Pete? The, the actual one they've got. I yeah. think we operate under £100,000 a year. I think something budget. like that, yeah. Well, 
It's ridiculously the, low. The bud, well, actually, <laughs> but it, it's actually, Punching. we're not, as far as I know, not even in the top three, mind, of the National League North. Yeah, so, so, although you mentioned this word scalp there, in National League North, there are other six-figure budgets and there's a seven-figure budget as well. So, um, Seals are no longer the biggest uh, biggest spenders in the league they're in, which is bizarre. But there are three, four, maybe five other clubs spending more money. How I don't know, by the way. Well, if we had your budget, we've had a Minshew would be Premier League club. It's been it's been Premier League. You've certainly been against Charlton, wouldn't you? Yes, mate. Yeah. Well, mate, I fully expect that to happen over the next few years anyway. I'm not even joking. It'll happen. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, Chris. It's going to be interesting to see. And, you know, we, we've got one episode before the end of, we call it a summer season. And um, yeah. I think it'll be interesting um, to see um, where you are and what's happening. But, um, you know, all we can think is good luck. We're obviously rooting for you, as we know. And, uh, you. you know, maybe, maybe we can pray for that um, FA trophy draw sometime when it That'd goes into uh, non regional areas. When does it go non regional again, guys? I can't remember. Is it sort of. Uh, Third round, round, is it? Third, third round. round, yeah. Third round. You're coming down south anyway, aren't you? Coming to Stortford. <laughs> yeah, he's got that lot. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have to try. Imagine that weekend we could be playing Braintree or something. We might have to have a little overnight or yeah, something we'll, like that. That would be good, we'll wouldn't it? Up, Braintree versus. We'll meet up at Stansted Airport. Yeah. Yes, mate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But um, <laughs> moving on to sort of um other things. Trev, you experienced playoff football this summer as well. Didn't go quite right. Uh, what were your what what were your thoughts of Barnet in the playoffs this year? Oh, that's a bit of a bonus, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> brilliant. What a, what, what a brilliant season you've had, Trev. Oh, marvellous, marvellous. Uh, on, a, on, a, on a budget, not much more than what Kevin Phillips is asking for yeah. in the National League North. Yeah, it's right. true. Absolutely. So, yeah. so were you, were you disappointed, uh, Chris? I was going to say, you know, the gig that Kevin had, what a gig at that level, Northern Premier League. Yeah. Budget. With a budget nigh on that, mm. wow, mm. what a gig! You won't get a better yeah. gig than that pound for pound anyway. I don't think. No, no exactly. No. Yeah, especially even if he went to Walsall. <laughs> it's gonna exactly. <laughs> it's not exactly gonna blow anything out of the water. There, nice little stadium to be fair, man. But it's uh, it'd be interesting. Um, Trev, you were you were two 0 down. Um, and you got it back to two one. Um, did you think you could go on, or did the team just not perform well that night? Were you frustrated, or was it just sort of ran out of a bit of oomph? I wasn't. I wasn't frustrated. Dean was afterwards because not enough yeah. players turned up to the pie. We had four, four that we counted that played well. Yeah, the seven just didn't didn't turn up on what was the biggest night. But like like quite a few games we've had this season, we had enough chances to win four games. But yeah, um, you give them you give Boreham Wood a two goal head start, and unless you're not County, you're not going to overturn it. No, yeah. as that. Yeah. But they were two crappy goals as well. We gave away. Really, but um, I, I'm not disappointed because we're 12 months in front of where we should be. That's where yeah. I'm going to be this time next year. Uh, and what, well what do you think it could? What do you think it could go on to like next season? What are your hopes? Like, I mean, we're obviously doing pre-season and things like that. But you know, leading from that playoff defeat, do you have good faith in next season already? Oh yeah, we've got. Um, we only had to release six. Yeah. This summer, compared with 12 or 14. Last summer, that's yeah. a difference. Um, that's a huge difference. Excuse me, if Tony ups the budget by four hundred grand, then we're in a title race next year. Simple as that. Take, take Willie though, <laughs> huh? Willie though. Well, if you look at this year, you would say he's been sensible. 
in not splashing a stupid budget like Chesterfield, Woking, one or two others have, chasing two sides you were never going to catch. Take this out of the equation. At one stage, Chesterfield, Woking and Barnet would have been in the title race, simple as that. Yeah. Um, this time next year with budgets, is going to be far, far closer. It really is. There's two or three clubs that will chop theirs from what they've had this year um, because they're losing investment. So that, that takes them out of the equation a little bit. And it depends whether someone like Chesterfield wants to go and blow a silly budget, but on the guarantee that they're not going to finish first. They might not even finish winners of the playoffs because yeah. you've lost those. You, you've lost the circus. You've lost the side that plays really good football and deserve to go up as well with them. Um, it's going to be far, 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 far more even. Really is. You must be glad those two teams are gone though, Notts County and Wrexham. I'm glad the circus has gone. Got absolutely nothing against Wrexham. I've said this many times across social media, but the whole entourage that follows them, I'm glad it's someone else's problem. Mm. Um, we won't and... have to talk about them again on this podcast because they're not non-league anymore. No, exactly, but, yeah. but the thing so, is, is we, I mean, you know, we said on the last episode that you weren't here, and I said to um, Pete, um, I was like, I used to feel very strongly about you, but after watching the Disney plus documentary about Wrexham and everything, I have warmed to them a little bit, but I know what you mean about the whole circus. Yeah, it's the it's the the fairy tale, the underdog, whatever. I'm not being funny, but I've had a few disagreements with um in our bloggers group this week about Phil Parkinson getting manager of the year. Not being okay. funny, but any anybody should have won the league with that budget and the players he's got. Yeah. You know, someone like someone like someone like a Dean Brennan <clears throat> that took us from eighteenth to fifth in a year. Someone, oh mate, he's done a brilliant job. Like it, someone, it's frustrating, yeah. Someone like Stuart Maynard who's kept Wildstone, they were they were touching the playoffs don't know how many times as a part time team of one of what, three or four in that in that division. That's who you pick as a manager of the year, not someone that's got the yeah. the budget the size of a small country. Got the budgets bring in uh, budget to bring in a Premier League goalkeeper with exactly. seven games to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just um that's what really and that's what annoyed a lot of people as well, more than anything else. So no one, you know, they deserve to go out. They've been in the league for 15 years, but yes. they've had to spend their way to get out of it. Um, people have got more respect for County, I think, just just, just yeah. because they haven't got that. And County nearly cocked it up twice, didn't they? They did, <laughs> they yeah, yeah. They, last they, minute. They did it the Jesus hard way. Christ. They did, it the they did didn't way. they? I mean, but, the thing is about Wrexham, I think that the problem is with them is that they've, um, I think they, they invested it, but obviously all the documentaries, all the social media, like things like Ben and all that lot, it's, it's almost paid itself off, do you know what I mean? Like all the money they've got for it. I think it was one of the most watched documentaries in America on Disney Plus last, like this past year. It's crazy to think and that's put yeah. a lot of money back to the Wrexham Re- FC. As long yeah. as it goes into Wrexham as a community and not just into the club to to bring more Ben Fosters in. I didn't like the Ben Foster transfer what, whatsoever because they had a goalkeeper there in Mark Howard who played 35 games. And everyone was like, oh, Ben Foster's our saviour. He got us promoted. No, he didn't. Your goalkeeper that was there for 35 games got you promoted. Yeah. And then was just dropped to the bench. So it's that Hollywood smoke screen they've kind of done again yeah. and brought it in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. did anyone, did anyone, has he ever, of course he hasn't come out, but you know, you have to, you'd love to know what he deep, truly thinks about that because he must have been really peed off with that. He's, he's got his 35 games. He's got his own podcast, doesn't he? And uh, he yeah. says that he was happy about it, but I don't think anyone will really uh, he's not know. Say it, no. I don't think anyone will really ever know whether he was happy about it or not. 
Well, if he leaves, we'll have to try and pester him to come on the podcast. Yeah. To see what he actually, what, give us an exclusive. What did you say? Um, but um, no, Trev, it's, it's good to see. Like, Hopefully we can try and get up to Barnet again next season because I did like that last game as he went last year. Um, Pete can go friend spotting again with uh, Marvin playing for you again. He can wear his graph and T-shirt this time. <laughs> do you think Marvin, talk about Marvin, do you think he's one for the, do you think he'll cement himself in the, in the team next season? Do you think, have you been impressed from what you've seen of him? Yeah, well, I've seen enough of him anyway before yeah. um, before he got yeah. to Barnet. So um, the fact he's played, I can't remember. I was listening to our Beast Pod podcast uh, late last week, so they did a nice two-hour one. I can't remember what this what they said. Marvin's stats were for how many games he's played this year. I'm sure it's over twenty. He's featured in, which was far more than he should have done because he's here for next year. He's next year's Ryan de Havilland. Yeah. Well, this year's Ryan de Havilland. Yeah. Um. So I wouldn't be surprised if. This time next year, he's looking at a transfer into the football league. So that's what Ryan's looking at this summer. And just while we wrap up about Barnet, could I he... ask, Go, Pete? I was just going to say, let's hope Marvin doesn't kill anyone next year, like he nearly killed the Dorking player. <laughs> oh, Ed yeah. Harris, yeah, that was superb. Yeah. That was absolutely superb. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah. Harris, decapitated him. If Ed Harris had jumped off the floor and made it a challenge, that's why he got pole axed because Martin because Marvin jumped for the ball. Quite simple. <laughs> and watching watching Mark's reaction. Yeah, Mark's reaction was so brilliant. funny because he was just going. I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking actually, you disagree with me on that one, Mark. Watch it back. Ed Harris actually jumps instead of just standing there watching the ball like yeah. a deer in headlights. Wouldn't have ended up yeah. pole axing out of the game in the first minute. Um, and just to just to wrap it up on the note, uh, Peter would be quite like because he's one of their models. Um, how many uh, Barnet squad has been infiltrated with the Grafter brand yet? <laughs> have you, you seen many what? of them walking out the stadium? Do you know, do you know what when? Um, when we went up for our um, sponsors' day for sponsoring Harry yeah. Pritchard back in September, none of them knew that Marvin had got the clothing range at all. None okay. whatsoever. Well, until I mentioned it yeah. while we were all in the bar and some of them were having breakfast and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. I, and I spoke to Dean about it afterwards. He had no idea either. And <laughs> um, that that's what he's got as well. So I don't know whether any of the players have got into it now. Now, you know, a few of them knew what it yeah. does. I've no idea. Yeah, no and idea. if uh, those listening, Grafter was um is the brand that Marvin is his sort of livelihood, I think, isn't it? And yeah, there you go. Pete's put a picture of him and uh Worthing Madrid Adam Hinchwin in a grafter t shirt hoodie and uh as I said, Pete's one of their models, but you should have seen uh the Worthing Squad when Marvin was there. Pretty much every one of them were wearing grafter things on nights out, like when we won the trophy last season, weren't it, Pete? Like how many had I mean, Pete ran down the club in, uh, run down the Manushka bar in uh, Worthing wearing a grafter top after we won against Potter's Bar, didn't you? <laughs> Not Potter's Bar, um, Bowers. Bowers. Yeah. Just for a record, this isn't an advert for Grafter, just in case anyone. <laughs> Grafter, <laughs> Grafter X PNLP. We can have a new range next season. Other brands are available. <laughs> Other brands are available. What's the one that Joel Cole brand tried to do that nothing sold because he's overpriced t shirts or something? I don't I remember. know. I can't remember. Didn't kick off like Grafter. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, wicked. Um, good, good, strong end to the season there, Trev. Hope it can be taken on to next season. And I guess, Pete, we really should touch on our playoff run because it was heartbreaking, but we weren't ready it yet. It wasn't. It was heartbreaking. We were we were happy we that were there. We were, but it was yeah, upsetting. We were disappointed. Was we were disappointed. Yeah. We didn't it. have a we didn't have a goalkeeper. No. Oh god, that goalkeeper, bloody hell. <laughs> I'm not gonna slag him off because it's like it's not no, fair on the guy. Never, but he, 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 I mean why we did why we didn't play our um youth goalkeeper that came on and like saved the penalty to win us a Sussex Cup. God only knows. Maybe but... a family birthday party being a Sunday. 
<laughs> Maybe had school 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 exams on Monday or something. You yeah, had to possibly. Resize, or... Yeah, absolutely. yeah, no, yeah, quite no, quite a few. And they've had exams lately in the uh, cool. academy I'm... team. So yeah. well, didn't you issue. didn't you say Trevor your your your, your um your step, I guess stepdaughter started a GCSEs today, really, didn't she? You said on Facebook. Stepdaughter, I haven't got one of them yet. Well, what you know, yeah. stepdaughterish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Girl, yeah, what she... would you call it? What would you call a stepdaughter of someone that's like is uh, Girlfriend's know, daughter, really. girlfriend's daughter, or something like that. You say, yeah, but yeah, yeah they've all stayed. Yeah. He's ready. Yeah. He's ready-made family. Yeah. <laughs> Second family. Yeah, they've um, they've um, so exams have started, so you never know. It could have been that thing, but I mean, I I have to feel sorry for the guy because he hadn't played in the squad. But you know, a couple of howlers um cost us a game, and you know we should have been one 0 down very quickly because he kind of watched the ball go past him. But yeah, the Oxford player, I don't know what he did. He scuffed the ball and missed an open goal. So hmm. if we didn't know that was a thing to come. I don't know what we did. I think he, he was very much a step four goalkeeper, wasn't he? Yeah, that's and what that. you said, Trev, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think as well. I mean, he's he's probably had what two, three weeks without playing since Lancing finished. Yeah, season as well. Mm. I mean, yeah. I know you're not going to go rusty in three weeks, but again, you step up two levels and you've not yeah. played for three weeks. Mm. You know, you are. And it, and it, yeah, and it was and a big occasion. Yeah, and a big occasion. Yeah. Big crowd. I mean, I he's did. probably he's, he's probably played in front of bar probably Chatham and Beckenham. Other than that, he wouldn't have played in crowds more than about four hundred all season. Yeah. So, and you think does um was Adam maybe risking it in the sort of way Adam Hinchel with the gaffer, like thinking, oh, he might want to prove himself, so he's going to have a blinder, he's going to have one of the best games he's ever had in his life to try and prove himself to Hinch and you know Worthing. But was it, anyone it else did... available though? Yeah, yeah. How it. how late did Harrison get injured? Like mm-hmm. how long? How late was it before he? Hey, you might know that. Did he? Did you know any insightful information about Harrison's injury? Well, he got injured against Hemel Hempstead on the uh, Wednesday. On the Saturday. Uh, no, it was the Saturday. Oh, this is the Saturday before the playoff. Yeah, and then we he played against Braintree in the uh, uh, playoff game, um, and I think I think he must have aggravated it that night. I don't think he really should have been playing. And you know, he um, would have been playing at the semi-final. Yeah, and it was. Um, I think it's a abductor muscle. So basically, if he had took the chance on that Sunday with at Oxford and he had he had it it had gone badly for him um and he pulled that muscle he could have been out for four months. Right. So they decided the best course was it, it just wasn't worth the risk. Yeah. It just wasn't worth the risk of him of him actually playing because uh, he would have took it a chunk out of next season as well. So and I I genuinely think that was one of our weak links. It really genuinely was because the he, the organization he provides for that. I mean guys you watched it on TV, didn't you? You watched it on the stream. Like yeah. what did you what did you think from an outsider's point of view, like watching it from the TV broadcast? Oxford were the better team on a day, but I didn't think there were there was much in it in terms of like they they weren't like they were as didn't good as they like were that. when they played us no. earlier in the season it didn't look like that on the stream it, it looked like Worthing just didn't turn up genuinely really? I was what yeah yeah no no and you're, watching, you're a Worthing fan uh, from, from what I was watching it genuinely looked like Worthing didn't turn up yeah um, yeah I, I think I think what it was I think what you what you got to do you've got to praise Oxford for the way they they, they play and the way they set yeah. themselves out because as soon as you know having um, been there twice the first time we lost 3-0 and then losing that game 2-0 um, when, when they lose the ball they immediately just sort of box you in and go man for man. Yeah. And yeah. they'd literally close down all the space and you've got, you know, mm-hmm. Worthing like a free-flowing open passing game and now they'll move into space. But Oxford done such a good job of closing that space. And we couldn't make opportunities. We had no. plenty of the ball. 
but we couldn't make any chances and the chances they had they, they stuck them away so you know fair play to oxford um congratulations on their promotion as well. yeah they won promotion uh, yeah i watched the highlights smash smashed them didn't they smash in albans didn't well, they? It, it was all over after half an hour the, one one thing i wanted to they've yeah. got, um sorry they've got um Josh McEachern in their midfield. He sh- he should be playing in the league. Zach, back Sorry? in the league. Zach, in the league. Josh is his brother. Sorry, Zach McEachern. Yeah, who's sure Zach? Huh? He's, he's been called. Trevor, you realise he was calling him that the whole game. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is Zach. Were you it's calling Zach. him that the whole yeah, game? Yeah, Josh is his brother. No, no, no. He used to be at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, and Zach McKechnie. Zach McKechnie. Anyway, regardless of his name, Zach McKechnie. Yeah. He should be. He should, he should be yeah, playing should. in the football league. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's just a quality. Mm. That's three times I've seen him this season, and every time I'm like, I wouldn't mind him in our team. Yeah, mm. <laughs> they might keep him. I said, Trevor, you were going to say something. There. You had your hand up. Yeah, I was just going to say the only thing that disappointed me watching it was was the front two. They were just, mm. you know, bar the first five minutes where I think it could have been. 2-2 two, two after about six or seven minutes. Well, Ollie uh, missed a sitter, really, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. But both of them just disappeared from the game. And I think that's what made it hard was Pete said, when, when, they, when they went man for man, you had no outlet ball because as soon as it went forward, it wasn't sticking anywhere. Um, you know, and even when even when Adam made changes. Um, but again, it, the, the experience of them, you know, being in the National League South for as long as they have as well. So learning, another learning curve for... You know, for Worthing, getting that high, you know, bit similar for, for Barney, us being as high as we were this year, you've then got to go and do it again next yeah, season. That's the acid test. Well, hopefully, it'll give us a bit of an experience. I mean, one of the things I did mention about going to that playoff semi that I didn't like was, um, and you know, fair play, it's their home ground where Oxford placed us. Have, have you been to Oxford Stadium, um, Gaz and Trev? Like, no. um, basically, where they put us, obviously, they segregated the stadium, which I'm not sure they entirely knew to do, but it's probably because they knew Worthing would travel well. They wanted to keep, like, you know, more of a home advantage. But where they put us in the stadium was a corner, and the, the corner was sunk. So, people, unless you're in the front row, you couldn't really see the game. Now, with 550 fans in there, it just wasn't good organising, and they caused, um, few problems with some of the fans. Obviously, you've got some idiots that follow Worthing, as we all know, Pete. We know the same people starting on a load of 10-year-old kids. But yeah. That's another yeah. story. But, but, but Ox, um, the little kiddie from Oxford, it was a 10-year-old kiddie, Oxford oh, yeah, that, fan, yeah. who I saw, and he's got an Oxford United shirt on, <laughs> and he's standing, there's a little gap in the segregation. There's a, just two little barriers with steward in between, and this... <laughs> This Oxford fan, you could just—I could see him from the stand while I was commentating. Yeah, they should have kicked him off out. for the Worthy fans, and then and then uh, they went two 0 up, and then one of the Oxford fans, a little kiddie again, decides to launch a bottle into the Worthy fans, and they weren't and kicked like, out. And you're like, what, what's going on here? And so then there was a missile going between the fans. It calmed down after a couple of seconds. I think they ran out of bottles to throw. Well, Pete, did you did you um, not hear the reason they didn't kid. kick them out? Was because they thought they were kids, so they can't really do anything. Well, no, you kick them yeah, out. Yeah, I heard that. that yes, yeah, but anyway, I mean, it is what it is. It's like it's, yeah. it was disappointing. I thought the setup of the playoff semi was quite poor, um, but it is what it is. Uh, luckily, I saw the game, and you know, it was a good experience. It felt like bloody Costa del Oxford that day, didn't it? It was boiling hot that day. On yeah, on it's a beautiful Sunday. day. It was like a really yeah. lovely day, and I don't have a take, but. <laughs> 
yeah, on to next season. I, I'm excited if we can keep on to. Hopefully, it won't be a case of Chris that we're saying, Chris, will we keep Adam Hinchelwood? Because I'm sure <laughs> he loves the club. He will stay, I'm sure, if he can. But, you know, with any manager, he wants to do it as his game. If someone came in and was tempted and he made an offer, I did say to his wife after the game, said, please, can you make sure you hang up any calls from agents or some clubs asking if they want to speak to him? And she's like, yeah, he's I'll got, make sure. I'm not moving yeah. from Worthing, she said. No, he's, he's got a, he's got a year, year left on this contract. Yeah, that doesn't stop. I know, I know, but I think yeah. Adam's the sort of chap. He's moved to Brighton. Yeah, I do. He's, to Worthing. His kids in school down here um, and I think he will honour the last year of his contract I mean, Trev you, money, you sort of said that, that do you think yeah Trev yeah, do you I, think, I know what you're saying Trev yeah. do you think he could be tempted away if the right offer came in uh, you know Hinch as well yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah but uh, I mean there isn't to be fair there's not a lot of vacancies in the National League at the moment depends who starts who starts well and who starts badly next year I think will be yeah. the acid test more than anything else there'll be a few yeah. under pressure right from the, right from yeah. the beginning to be fair so yeah Good yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I feel sure we'll know when we do our summer special if there's anything to do. But Gaz, last but not least, any updates from you? What games have you been going to see lately? You gave me oh, a bit of stick for going to games other than Worthy, didn't you? You were quite well. No, I was just, that I was just Chris, shocked, <laughs> mate. I wasn't impressed. I was just shocked. Chris, you never get this level of abuse, do you, for going to Shields and only Shields? Just, just get the yeah. abuse of mm. Um Yeah, <laughs> um, I went to the um, Southern Combination um, Div One oh. playoff. Yeah. <laughs> Um, with Trev, and it it got a little bit spicy, went a little bit viral on Twitter. Um, yeah, for for a for a sketchy challenge in in injury time. Sketchy, sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? From the actual your instant replay uh, highlights, the challenge doesn't look mm. that bad. Yeah. Um, but from the angle that the that the video that went viral, and it looks it looks horrendous. Obviously, it was right in front of me, and me and Trev were sat. I put a little video up of the afters as well, and, and that went a little bit crazy. Um, but it was it was a bad it was a bad challenge, and there's no justifying it, was it? Uh, so, getting no, getting a PNP out there, mate. That's what you're doing, aren't you? Is, but, is, it, is, is, is he in prison yet? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I get the impression he's had to lock down his Twitter account because some of the abuse that he was getting. Oh, really? So, um, yeah. Um, but no, that's that's the only game I've been to. Really, been a little bit busy with. Um, New baby coming very soon. Yeah, and, of course. And that sort of thing. So, yeah. yeah if you haven't heard Gaz much, if you haven't heard Gaz on the podcast much lately, it's going to happen a hell of a lot more often next season, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we I'm, might... I'm going to hit 50 games for the season on Sunday in the FA Vars. Are you going uh, to the RUR tomorrow? Uh, I thought don't... it's Thursday. That's what the non league. Oh, yeah, sorry, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday is Thursday, mate. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Don't know. Going I'm going to going... Chris. Yeah. No, not you, Chris. You're not the only Chris in the world. Sorry, mate. You're, you're my only Chris. You're the only Chris oh. in my life. But, you know, we have other um, Chris's in the podcast. No, Chris, obviously, the manager brought the chief. He came to uh, PNLP Live. He's uh, obviously in the final. That leads us on quite nicely to a special guest we've got today. He's talking about abuse there, guys. And you're talking about, uh, you know, Broadway chief. Uh, we're joined uh, by Ross Butterfield, who came to the PNLP Live a few weeks ago. And... Um, Trev sat down with uh, us all just to speak to him a little bit on earlier on tonight. Are you PNLP? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. We're joined this evening by Ross Butterfield from Tackle This Together. Now, Ross came to our live podcast at Horsham a few weeks ago, so he's he's known to all of us, bar Chris at the moment. So Chris is having a good look at the screen, wondering who the hell he is. Trevor, <laughs> pause you there as well. He actually heard it and knows it's not a fake yeah. thing. We actually did do a real podcast. That's true, and, yeah. Yeah, we haven't released it. He's actual proof that we Absolutely. did a podcast live. And that's the reason I, really I, that we got him on anyway. I saw number 47 in the flesh. <laughs> Ross, do you want to just explain to everyone who you are and the journey you're undertaking at the moment. Yeah, and obviously, first of all, thanks for having me on. And uh, it was great to see the live podcast. And I look forward to the next one because of um, being there and witnessing it. It was such a good evening. So um, thanks for having me along as well. It was really thanks cool to coming. be there. So, Yeah, so um, brief background for myself, first of all. I've been involved in grassroots and non-league football I guess we can say 33, 35 years, right? Because I'm 40 and I, and I started playing when I was five and, and have always been involved. So that's as a player um, and then as a coach and a committee member. And um, more recently, over the last seven to 10 years, I've been a coach um, over at Horsham initially, Horsham Football Club, um, who have obviously got a great youth set up there, um, working with their youth sides, then they're under 23s. And I'm now at Broadbridge Heath in West Sussex, um, who, of course, have just been promoted as well, winning the league. So um, good times over there. And we, yeah, thank you very much. And got the got the cup final tomorrow as well. So let's see if we can do the double. But um, that's kind of my my grassroots journey. And um, you know, I've also personally during that time and quite recently um, suffered from some mental health and well-being problems and also I noticed some of the players at some of the clubs I've been involved also suffering and obviously this isn't uncommon um, so I kind of started to think about how can we start to raise the awareness around mental health and well-being in grassroots clubs because of having been involved in clubs for that period of time it kind of really jumped out at me that a lot of clubs they don't uh, there's, there's not conversation about it at the club. People don't talk about it and there's not a lot of awareness about it. Um, and obviously having gone through those um, kind of experiences myself and witnessing others, um, I kind of felt the need to, to change that. So I embarked on the journey of, of launching Tackle This Together. So what was your aim? Is it, is it based, sorry, based solely around the non-league scene or are you looking to go that little bit further into the pro game as well eventually? Yeah, so really interesting question on the basis that actually um, my belief with this is that the pro clubs are actually already doing quite a lot, which is great, especially with those academies. They're helping with the academies um, and they're, they're helping those players that don't make it through those academies. Now, we all know that that's a, a very small percentage um, of people. So 
um, my sort of vision was that if we can start at the at the bottom and work up, it will have a greater impact. Now, on that basis, there are 17,000 grassroots clubs in the country. Um, recent figures released, actually, um, I think it's now 18,000. And the stats also tell us that through those 17,000 grassroots clubs, 13.5 million people actively play football every single week. So... That's a huge number of people that I felt if we can find a vehicle that can start to raise the awareness and the conversation around mental health and well-being within their football clubs, we're going to impact millions of people every week. And so um, it needed that vehicle. So um, what we are doing at Tacklist Together, the mission for us is to help as many as possible of the 17,000 grassroots football clubs implement a mental health first aider. And we've partnered with Mental Health First Aid England, who are their Europe's biggest organisation for uh, doing mental health first aid training. And as an organisation, um, we are actually registered as also as a um, you know community interest company as well. So as an organisation, we are looking to help the 17,000 grassroots clubs, first of all, implement the mental health first aid uh, first aid into their organisation, um, help them identify who the right person is to do that. Um, but for me, that's kind of just the vehicle, but the actual bigger mission is that we are raising that awareness, increasing the conversation, providing support, and even giving education to the communities within grassroots football. Um, so, yeah, that's, that, that's kind of in a, in a nutshell what we're looking to do. Have you found much resistance to it or have you found clubs have been really like pleased that someone's actually taken this on board and wants to try and push it forward? Yeah, it's a great question again. And um, we've officially launched in, in two weeks time. Um, that's when the first uh, training courses will be available for clubs to book onto. Um, so we exclusive so I, here then? You are. This is, yeah, very much so indeed. Um, there we go. Bringing you the latest exclusives as per usual. <laughs> exactly that and very apt as well obviously with it being mental health awareness week as well so um even better there so yeah look um obviously we're a new organization um but this is a journey i've been on for two years and i've done a ton of research i've even met with um some of the um county fas about it to understand what the fa are doing um i've met with some of the leagues to understand what they're doing and it's part of that journey that made me realize that sadly not a lot is being done and I'm not saying that, that nothing's being done um, there are some amazing clubs that are doing some amazing things um, and they uh, take it upon themselves um, to, to make sure there is a lot of awareness and a lot of support around this topic within their grassroots club um, but on the basis that I feel that there's this opportunity to kind of create a movement which is really what we're looking to do um, I've done a lot of research and in that research I have spoken to the leagues, the FA and I've spoken to clubs I've not had a negative response and out of all the clubs that I've initially spoken to, to invite them onto the pilot um, I'm, we have a 100% success rate of people committing to, to going on the first courses when they go live It's been a little bit since I've sort of been involved in the admin side of the game, a couple of years, two or three years since I was at Wick but as I was growing up I did a lot with um, one of the youth leagues down in the south called the Tandridge League, which you might have heard yeah. of, which spreads around quite well and that. And I can remember from those days, there was a lot of talk of you had to have a welfare officer or mm -hmm. welfare person and that. But when you tend to go that higher up the ladder, it seems to have been there's that forgotten bit in the middle, which I think is where you're trying to aim for and that. Is there still that 
not what's the word, not emphasis, but um, trying to think of the right word. I suppose the idea that you should have one and it should be all the way through right to the very top. Yeah, I think what what could potentially happen, you know, I guess, again, when I kind of looked at this idea nearly two years ago now, (laughs) things that dropped into my head were, okay, well, you have to have a first aider by law in a football club. So you have to have your safeguarding officer. So why not now should you not have to have a mental health first aider at every level? Now, admin-wise, it becomes a task, of course. We're asking somebody else to volunteer, to to commit, um, and to lead the charge as such. Um, But that's the whole point of Tackle This Together. So as an organisation, we will support that person to help them raise the awareness and raise the conversation. Now, if you were to ask them to take it on themselves, um, you know, they're not necessarily going to get the right guidance, uh, take the right approaches, use the right resources, um, have all of the right content and resources available to them. And so, for example, Tackle This Together has a club portal. So when um, a club can register with us and they can go into the club portal and they can take out resources, um, content, whether that's a session they might want to, want to run with some of the players at a senior level or some of the players and the parents at a youth level. Um, that could be something maybe even around social media. So we're working with other organisations to provide sort of, um, you know, how children should manage themselves with social media and things like that, which we all know impact their mental health. So. Um, from an admin perspective, the idea is that we take a lot of that on for them and we support them with that. Um, but yeah, I guess to answer your question, you know, like my ambition, my dream, my passion is that I feel that like a safeguarding officer and like a standard, you know, first aider, this should become the norm um, in a club. And, you know, maybe one day the FA will do that. Um, and, you know, if they do, then amazing and brilliant because of they're the people saying you have to do it. And hopefully just in the interim, I can um, help get that movement going. Ross, one of the things we've noticed on the podcast and we've mentioned throughout the season is that there's been a lot of abuse towards referees, especially at grassroots level. Is this something you're looking at getting involved with? And like, do you know, because the FA have said they're struggling and they're struggling for future generations to get referees and the game can't go on without referees. So is this something you're looking into and might progress into in the future? Yeah, I think with I agree with what you say and some of the stuff that you see now that goes out on social is just, you know, really, really sad to see. Um, ultimately, to answer your question initially, this is obviously focused at a grassroots club having um, someone within their organisation who is going to champion mental health and well-being. And then off of the back of that, there will be numerous topics and, as I mentioned before, resources that could be used and leveraged. Um, And ultimately, we wouldn't stop at any conversation or topic of encouraging a club to have conversations about that. And, you know, definitely there's something we could do with working with the referees and the associations to, you know, highlight their well-being and their mental health and how they're being affected because they are they you know look I'm a coach myself at a senior level of football I stand on a sideline you know they're you know we all see it and you know um it 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 needs to be addressed um and I think there are various things that I've seen of late that could be actually utilized 
um, that could help the situation. But I definitely wouldn't stop at tackle this together, having pieces and support for that side of it and the referee side of it. And that's what I love about this is it's it's going to evolve, right? At the moment, right. as I mentioned, the, the, there needed to be a vehicle, and that's the way I explain it, which is someone within the club who can help us to raise awareness in every club because I couldn't do it. I can't go out to 17,000 clubs and, and, and to support each and every one of them. So I'm kind of, you know, asking for someone within each of the clubs to take that on and then we will support them with the rest and we will help that then evolve and it can evolve in so many ways and we've got some amazing partners already we've partnered with macron so um they're they're supporting in a very fine hoodie right there right now exactly i am indeed <laughs> I sent, sent me sent, sent me a ton of gear with with the logo on which is great and you know part of that partnership is we're looking the the person who is a mental health first aider in the club they will get you know from from macron a, a you know a, a t-shirt that highlights that if they ever want to use it etc just little things like that that is going to raise the awareness Brilliant. right that's already you know oh what, what why is that person wearing that t-shirt what does tackle this together mean what's a mental health first aider it just already raises questions right so um and as i said earlier we are supporting them highlight who is the right person for this role so that's where it all starts is you know it's it's not a case of hey you must have a mental health first aider because that's what we believe just put someone in place we want to support the club in explaining to their community um who it should be and why it should be that person the type of person who might be interested um and we're also obviously helping with the funding because for the person to go on the course there needs to be funding so there will be um funding um possibilities that they can leverage from us in the future talking to the likes of sport england and things like that i've even got conversations with some great sports brands who are looking to jump on board and potentially fund things like that um that's a little way off until then we've got fundraising ideas as to how a club can raise the small funds that are needed to put someone on the course ross am i right you've got a couple of higher profile people that have supported some stuff you've done so far Yes, you are. You are. Uh, all, to it, revealed, all, all, all to be revealed. That's not an exclusive you're going to get, Trev. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I, I think there's a couple of things I've seen across Twitter. That's why I asked the question. Yeah. So, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, yes, there is, there is some uh, conversations in the pipeline with some great ambassadors, let's put it that way. And, you know, for me, again, that's all part and parcel of this being a success and having the impact that I want it to have on people positively. Um, you know, to be able to sit back and think that potentially we can impact 13.5 million people, you know, so here's a stat, right? So one in six people suffer with some form of uh, mental health or well-being within any given week. So if there are 13.5 million people playing football every week through these 17,000 grassroots, you know, one in six of those 13 million people, you know, you can do the maths. That's a lot of people that we could have a positive impact on. So for me, part of it is having the right people who are just as passionate about me to support this, but uh, hopefully high profile so they can help raise the stakes a little bit. Um, and I think also, though, one of the things that Tackle This Together also is going to become is kind of like a social channel that football-related people can engage and relate with. So we will have content on there that's not just about mental health and well-being. There will be football content, but we will be interviewing and speaking with people who have potentially had uh, problems themselves, suffered themselves, um, and they will all get released on the social channels as well. So then hopefully, you know, 
players at my club, Broadbridge Heath, can sit and watch that and, and relate to it and, and think, uh, I'm not alone here. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you straight away, Ross, how can they do that? Yeah, so there are social channels uh, out there which are um, Tackle This Together on Instagram and YouTube and Twitter is Tackle This Two T-O, because of, they don't want me to have any more letters than that. Um, and um, also the website is live. It is www.tacklethistogether.co.uk and you can register your interest for uh, mental health first aid courses or to register for the portal for when that goes live in a couple of weeks. And then in two weeks' time, the dates will be revealed for the first courses. Brilliant stuff. Lovely. Thanks for coming on, Ross. Hope you have a great launch in two weeks' time and everything goes swimmingly and uh, we'll see if we can get you back on next year as well to see how much progress you've managed to come in about six months or so yeah cheers chaps listen i really appreciate the support you know so thank you very very much for um giving me the opportunity to talk about it good luck in a cup final yeah yes come on the bears <laughs> do the double mate do the double good luck there. cheers guys thanks very much cheers thank you are you pnlp there we go. It's good to um, speak to Ross there and hear, hear about this charity. And, you know, good luck to Broadbridge in the RUR. Well, you'll know the result by the time this is out because this comes out on Friday. So uh, you can go on Google and see who won. Guys, there's been a hell of a lot of changes in non-league realms as of late. We've had managers. One of the ones that shocked me um, was Mark Stimson leaving Hornchurch. After all those years, obviously Hornchurch got to play off final. Pete's run away with putting his finger up. I don't know what it's about, but... Um... <laughs> He's put his lights on. Um, <laughs> club, club I thought maybe. I thought he was going to bring Mark Stimson in. I thought he was in his toilet there. He's going to unlock the door. Oh, here's Mark. There we go. Um, <laughs> where, where, I mean, knowing what... I, you, the comments I got gathered from it is it, it needed to be done to try and get Hornchurch to where they t- deserve to be in a National League South. Do you think it was a difficult conversation the chairman had to have with him? I mean, what do you guys think of that decision? I'll go, shall I? Uh, go on, then. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, I, I, a bit surprised, a bit not surprised. I mean, they were, whatever it was, five or seven points clear at one stage with about three games in hand. So they were well on course to, to go up. Spent a rumoured £40,000 on AD Youssef from Folkestone, which gave them him, Chris Dixon, Liam Nash and Sam Higgins up front. Four bloody potent strikers um, and two player final defeats in two years. You know, a trophy, a FA trophy success only buys you so much these days. Mm. Um, you know, if you've got a budget that size, you've got to be winning promotion, however you do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw something in here. Um, the game, they were top of the table when they played Horsham. There was a very controversial yeah. decision in that game. Mm. And whether that got into their heads or their psyche... They lost yeah. that game in the end. Mm, Whether that goes yeah. to their heads, um, because from there, obviously, Bishop Stortford picked up the mantle and went on to win it. So do you think that's had some sort of effect on them? Possibly, but I think they'd lost it a couple of games before that. Like I say, they they were well clear and, and it didn't look as... I thought Stortford, actually, after the way at the end of last year, they went, you know, well, we'd have, you know, we'd have top worthy without any shadow of a doubt and they were struggling, looking like they were going to make the playoffs this year, then I was surprised Hornchurch had got themselves so clear. But to then 
go and spend forty the rumoured forty grand on a striker and it still didn't get you up. I mean I watched the, the their um semi final against Cray and you know the, the difference in resources between the two, they should have been streets streets away, but they had to settle for a win on penalties. Um having been two nil up and three two up. So whether there was a bit of complacency set in, I don't know. They actually quite I mean I watched them at Hastings as well in January and they were very good that day as well. I mean Hastings are no been no slouches this year either. Um so I'm not surprised he's been there I think five years, Stimo, so it's a long it is a long time these days at any mm. at any one club. Um but that's the pressure of being a manager these days. You've got a budget. Yeah. Gotta get your team up, haven't you, Chris? Yeah, <laughs> you see it at all levels, though, don't you? You see a manager there for four, five, six, seven seasons, and then they do take the club as far as they can physically take them. And it yeah. is hard sometimes to make that decision, but hundred percent. Ultimately, I think I think that's where the chairman's job is to go. Right, you've taken this club as far as you can take it. I need to make that decision. Sorry, you're gone. <laughs> yeah, could yeah. go well, one of two ways. Especially, it? I was going to say, especially if if you're giving them that sort of money to bring somebody in you know that sort of budget and mm. you know and if they don't if they don't achieve the target like if um south shields and hadn't gone this season then or they were lagging behind well behind in the table then kevin phillips might have been gone at christmas or something if they'd, yeah if they'd have been, yeah, yeah. If they'd have been yeah. lagging behind with the budget yeah. so yeah. there's there's loads of different scenarios you can you can you can look <clears> at really isn't mm. that's true well it could go one of two ways you know it could be good for the club and it could bring them forward or it could bring them down. That's always what happens when a manager changes. So that'll be an interesting one to see next season. It'll also be interesting because uh, Trevor mentioned Hastings with old um, John Meany and... Well, we're gonna, I was going to come on to that in a second. Another change. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. With with them two sort of moving on from Hastings. Gary Elfie. Yeah. Isn't that the one I you chased around that. the pitch after we beat them in, Hast- uh, beat them in the uh, Senior Cup, mate? Oh, that was Mooney, wasn't it? Meany, not Mooney. Meany, sorry, Meany. Yeah, you were Mooney. Yeah, yeah, I spoke to John Meany. I got an interview with him on the Rebel Yell Radio. And lost um, all his listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no, John, John Meany's brilliant. And, and the thing is with John Meany... You can get him back on he's, the next he's season, so, can't you? He's so tactical. Trevor, Trevor, no, he's obviously mm. spoke to yeah, him. Yeah, very. He's, he's so tactical and so in-depth about the game. And he starts going on about... This certain server about a game, and you're like, hold on, mate, you've lost me. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Yeah, I'm right. Thanks for that, John. Uh, I'll see you, see you later. After. <laughs> yeah. Well, talking about Hastings, uh, Billy Woods, the chair, who Trevor, we were gonna, I think we were talking off offline, and we we're gonna maybe try and get him on for a either a PNLP live next season <laughs> as, as a owner or a summer special, but that ain't gonna happen now because well, we could still get him on, but it'd be interesting to hear. I mean, maybe we could as a Tell all if he's allowed to do it. Um, maybe we could try him because he's been Pete and me and you had him on that um podcast where we first met you, Trev, didn't we? Properly the lockdown yeah. one, and he was very open about that. So mm-hmm. he, I'm sure he'd like to come on. But weird thing is, there he's obviously Hastings female uh, women's manager, and he's already signed to go to Hayward Heath's uh, women's manager, which a lot of fans have said, "Well, is your heart in it?" And he's he's tweeted saying he is, but. I wonder what's gone on there because he, as as Gaz, we 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 laughed, didn't we? He's putting on cryptic tweets, going all good things must come to an end and stuff on his Twitter and all that lot. I mean, is there turmoil behind the scenes at Hastings? Because they're no, about did... to be without a ground, aren't they? No, no. I did speak to someone actually last week about it. Um, I mean, I know personally that he's he's just opened a new nightclub in Hastings as well. Uh, music's his other big passion, which I knew about when he was at Eastbourne Eastbourne United as well. 
Um, so that's obviously taken up a lot of his time. So I think just priorities have changed a little bit. But yeah. I think they've had a few planning issues with the new ground they want to build. At. I think it's called Kiln, Kiln Brow, sort of out towards yeah. way between Hastings and Battle. Um, I'm sure, I think they looked at going to Eastbourne Borough for a year because I'm assuming the pilot field is getting to the point, a bit like Roots Hall at South End, you've got to keep chucking a sticking plaster over something to get a safety yeah. certificate each year and then you keep having to spend a bit more. So I know I think they looked at Eastbourne Borough, but then you lose your income, you lose sponsorship, you lose all sorts of absolutely everything. So I think they decided to stick at the pilot field and I'm not sure whether Billy just sort of decided that they're not now going forwards off the pitch. It's now starting to go sideways, whereas yeah. football's still growing, which we've which we've seen and evidence where they finished this year after winning the yeah. league last year. And maybe he doesn't think that he can be part of anything to go further forward. Um, I thought I thought they might have done back to back promotions. Coming. Didn't you think that? Um, I thought they were going to be one of the twelve that thought they could be in the playoffs or win it last year. Possibly not the winning for them, but that they would have been in that mix and they weren't too far away really I mean you think they get a thousand every week as well you know attendances are really good um, you know, maybe um, but they need that drive off the pitch as well to go with it and uh, that was part of the reason I think he left Eastbourne United to go to Hastings as well because there, there wasn't that progression progression yeah. there so maybe that's what he's found I want, do you, well. can you see him being a chair of another club, or do you think it's just going to be the women's management at the moment? Wouldn't surprise me in the future yeah. if it does. Hastings? <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, Hayward Teeth. Hayward Teeth, sorry. Could be anywhere, couldn't it? Could yeah. be. Because they've just be. been relegated, haven't they? And they lost the interdivisional playoffs, um, which is a surprise because they were right up there last season, weren't they? Um, weren't yeah, they in the playoffs? In the yeah. yeah. Um, but that one thing I noticed I was when I was skimming through the um, National League, uh, non league paper is that apparently the interdivisional playoffs are ending. This is the last season of them. Um, right thing or wrong thing? Because I quite like interdivisional. Right. I've always right. loved... You think it's right? Because right. I've always loved them in, in Germany where they do the interdivisional relegation. I thought it just adds a little bit extra to the re relegation and pl promotion race. I mean, why why yeah. do you think it's the right thing, mate? Just out of interest. One, it was the only level it ever happened at. Everyone yep. else had 14 playoffs. And two, the step four side got the home draw Yet the step five side that's had the better season has got yeah. to travel to no. their opposition that have had a shit year and the, the opposition have got home advantage. They should have been the step four side. You've had a crap year. You're in a relegation playoff. You get made to travel to the step five club. Mm -hmm. The step five clubs are really well supported side 500 plus every week. You know, the pressure's on step the step four side to get themselves out of the mess, not give them mm. home advantage and their own support behind them. Cushy number. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll agree with that. Doing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you got a fair point. It's good to hear from that angle. And, I thought, I'd not thought of that, to be honest. And if you look as well, the way the step five, step five clubs, if you look at, say, possibly the Southern Counties East, Erith and Belvedere were 20 points clear at one stage at the top. So everyone's playing for a second place to go up with points per game, which you've got to be better than the other 16 leagues at that level to go up. So if you'd yeah. had... 14 playoff underneath that, I guarantee you there's a few clubs that finishing down in between 8 and 12 that would have been in contention because they knew that they could, you know, if they if they lost a couple of games, that was it. They'd have been done. There's a couple yeah. of clubs in there, like Tunbridge Wells, quite well supported. Phoenix Sports got there in the end. Deal should have been in the mix. Whitstable, you know, some well-supported clubs in that Kent, yeah. in, in that Kent League. 
that weren't going to get anywhere near even a chance of going up. So it's right, as everyone else has it up and down the country, except, except step yeah. four and five. No, fair point. I'm not, I generally not thought of it like that. So it's fair point, mate, actually. I mean, I do, I do love it. I do love it. I do love it. You do speak sense. Do speak sense sometimes. Sometimes I'll give you that. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do, I do quite like it in um Germany and stuff like that, you know, where they do the fuck. Piss off, Pete. I was going to say something worse there, but I won't get taken off the air and on ACAST, turned down to an explicit podcast. Um, I do quite like it, but it gets it. But when you those points you're going through, especially at a non league level, just isn't right. So, yeah, fair play. Um, just before we move on from playoffs completely, um, Chris, uh, the Northern, uh, sorry, the National League North playoffs, were you uh, surprised at the result there? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a massive budget. Uh, a Kings Lynn had and they've ballsed it up. You know, means that budgets don't mean everything, do they? No. It's it's funny, is it? It's, do you think I would say the playoffs are a complete lottery? And I think that proves yeah. it, doesn't it? It really does, it does prove it. Of course it does. Of course it does. And uh, it's why, you know, not just are we delighted that Notts County are in the Football League because it levels the playing field. It's actually justice was done, wasn't it? You know, yeah, over a hundred points. You know, if they hadn't gone up, goodness me. <laughs> Do you think that would be one of the teams you have to keep an eye on next season? Kings Lynn. Yeah, they haven't gone up. Oh yeah, well, the chairman will. I'm sure have no doubt pour more money, you know, into the budget and uh, make them one of the favourites again. He's got his own. In mm. his own world, isn't he? he lives, yeah, yeah. He's a legend in his own, in his own, yeah, his own belief. And I, I <laughs> he guess he believes his own hype, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's absolutely yeah. Steve Cleave, is it? Stephen Cleave, yeah, yeah. He does Cleave, make some yeah. good points occasionally. I'll have to say, I do follow him on Twitter, and there are the odd ones, but you see some of them and you think, no, no, <laughs> no. no. And, Speaking of those regional, the interleague playoffs, you know, Ashington did well. Um, Ashington from the Northern League, and they've got themselves a win in the in, in the interdivisional playoffs. So uh, they are a well-supported club, but again, yeah. so they they've come from step five and beaten the step four team against the odds, really. Yeah, um, fair play to them. To be fair, fair quite a few actually did this year, didn't they? Yeah, the first year actually. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, actually, yeah. You know, gone in favour. Um, they maybe thought it's their last ever chance with it. so if they don't go up with promotion they've yeah. got to mm. pull their finger out because it's their last chance to do it Yeah, another team we haven't mentioned is obviously congratulations to Kidderminster yeah, absolutely just down, yeah. just down the road from where I used to be um, so yeah you're going to support, yeah. <laughs> support them now no, as well you're going to support them now as well I've got my Midlands team Alf Church that I follow and, I've yeah. kept my eye, and I've always kept my eye on Bromsgrove and Kidderminster yeah, as well so I'm pleased for Kidderminster I think the last thing we've got to talk, touch on on the playoffs John Bostock, what the hell were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have the opportunity. I mean, they did in the end, obviously, not as county. But what an idiot. Like, you don't do a Penenka as you're trying to, like, bloody put them into the bloody football league. What the hell was he thinking? Was he just trying to showboat too much? I think yeah. he was thinking, I've scored the free kick to get us here. Let me uh, have a little... Is I think he got a bit too um, Billy Big balls there you go nearly got, us, <laughs> nearly got nearly got us in trouble again then 
Uh, I don't think bollocks is that bad, mate. I'll say it for you. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think he got a little bit too too big for his boots, shall we say? Can you imagine, um, though? Can you imagine if Notts County had gone on to lose that? How yeah. annoyed as a fan you would have been? All he needed to do was play a normal penalty. Probably 99% of the time, we saw he'd shot it that way, he'd beaten the keeper. So what he was doing, bloody hell. If I was in that stand, I, I can imagine the word C word must have been used quite a few times when... Uh, when <laughs> and I'm talking about... Um, I think How when crap. you look at it, I think if you were just if you had just turned into the playoffs for the National League, you'd have gone, How the hell are Notts County here? Like yeah. it it was nuts and it was absolutely crazy. If that's all you watched of the National League season, yeah. you'd have been like, Oh how have this guy these guys got promoted? His bl- his blonde hair looked worse than when I had blonde hair anyway, didn't it? Or not? No, no. no, no, no. <laughs> uh, well, you were you were at the school that the girl was doing it at me, from Gareth. So you could have stopped her. Yeah, well, yeah, you laughed. It was it was a freebie, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, bored in the pandemic. Friend goes, uh, "Can you dye? Can I dye your hair?" Yeah, all right. Oh, doesn't look like a ginger ninja for a while. Anyway, moving on. Not talking about hair. <laughs> moving uh, on. Not, yeah. I haven't got. Well, I, I haven't got much say, of it left. Yeah. You burn it all off, yeah. mate. <laughs> I was going to say, those, those two National League games involving Notts County, they're a brilliant advert for non-league football. Oh, you know, yeah. what everyone says. And, you know, I, I think a lot more people who have watched that and then never watched non-league before will probably go, hold on a minute, might have a look at this. I just think yeah. it's going to be more and more popular as, as you go on and on, don't you? I really do think. And to hear the voice of, silky voice of Adam Summerton, our, if you haven't listened to our summer special from last year, it was so nice. And to hear him like commentating on those um, non-league games is brilliant, On um, which will soon be called TNT Sport from next year. Yeah. 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 The Americans are creeping in again. Um, I am... Um... I actually Sucker. watched watched that whole um, playoff semi final day with my father in law, and at the end of the day, and I can't believe I've spent the whole day the whole day watching non league football. I never thought that would happen. Yeah, you got a so, new like, fan. Yeah, and go. I hope you told him about our back catalogue podcast, mate, so he can spend the whole next uh, <laughs> yeah thing listening to this. Um, no, we move on. A um, couple of things before we sort of start wrapping up. A couple of new clubs and ownerships are emerging. The new club in terms of Berry FC merging with Berry AFC. Um, finally got the vote through to merge them. Um, mm-hmm. Chris from being up north. What? What? I mean, I'm pleased because my my wife's from Berry, so it's nice to see. And I've driven past that ground many a time, and you know, it's just a travesty to see the club go out of business the way it yeah. is. Chris, Chris from being up north, are you happy to see that yeah, finally? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. You know, good for. Why did it not happen and... the first time? Which is anyone? I, I, I don't know. Touched it. Does anyone? Yeah, is it just? Idea. There's a bit of wrangling off the pitch. From... Ownership bits and yeah, bobs. from, from mm-hmm. Berry. Uh, rather than Berry AFC, but um, I think they were a bit too concerned that Berry AFC was just going to come in and take over everything. And th- there was more constructive talk about, you know, it needs the interaction of, of both and the integration of both to do this and to do that. And I think that what that's what moved it along in the end. Yeah, but it's good to see. And, and what league are they actually currently? What are they staying in the league that AFC Berry are in or Berry AFC are in? Is that the league they're staying in? The Northwest Counties. Northwest Premier. Counties yeah. yeah, is that where they're going to stay? Um, yeah, they have to. Berry, Berry, Berry didn't even part. play, did no, they? Yeah. No, Berry exists as a ground. The AFC yeah. exists as a club. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. And no, I wasn't sure. Berry yeah. team at Gig Lane. No, that's good. Well, yeah, we're North, North, Northwest, can come, uh, Northwest Counties Premier. Well, we tried to get someone from Berry AFC on, I think, last summer or the summer before when they formed and they never sort of replied to us. So maybe we'll try this time. They might be a bit mm. more 
willing to come on. I'd be interested to maybe do a summer special with them and just talk about the whole process. So if you're listening to this, or I know anyone that works or is part of Berry FC now, please put them in touch with us via our socials at the PNLP because we really would like to maybe talk and hear the story of the reforming of the club. Um, one other thing, Yeovil Town under new ownership, obviously down in the National League South now, um, which is crazy. As I said on the last podcast, 10 years ago, I was watching them, Charlton played them in League One away day um, down at Harish Park, uh, which is apparently falling apart as well. And his new owner, I, I noticed on, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter the other night, he's, he wrote something down on his notepad and things in five minutes that he's apparently going to do. Now, is that too brash like, to reveal yeah. his plans straight away? Like saying he's going to do this, this, this and this. It's like, hang on, mate. Uh, is it just someone trying to get his name out there and it's going to be a flash git or is he going to be good for the club? You hope, he's, not going to be flash. You hope he's not going to be flash. Uh, yeah. Have you seen it, Trev? One of it. No. No, basically, basically, he, he, about David Hilton at Scunthorpe this week. No, he just, he just, yeah, he just tweeted the other day, like, right, this is what I've come up with in five minutes. Like, I'm going to spend 150 grand on this. I'm going to demolish the stand. I'm going to put a roof over the stand all within my first season or so. It's like, hang on a second. They might want to get a competitive football team on the pitch first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, yeah. First they just start. announced. They just announced they're a retain list, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been um, slow with that. They're um, they're miles behind. That's the that's the problem as well. Is that it's put them? I mean, Southend are in the same boat as well. Mm. They haven't done any summer business yet, so there's no point. You can talk to as many players and agents as you want, but if you can't promise them anything, they'll look elsewhere. You'll be the last ones on the list. A bit like we were last summer and the summer before. There is something that we said is Jordan Maguire-Drew will be returning back to um, Worthing Football Club this season because he's been retained. He's mm. not returning back. No, he, so. he will be returning back. To, to oh, you mean, I thought you meant as yeah, a player. To, so, no. Sorry, no. No, 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 no. I was no, like, no. where have, where have you heard this um, from? I was like, Jesus. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Yeah. If, I, if I had anything, I wouldn't share it. But yeah, no. He's <laughs> contract, under contract at Yeovil staying yeah. next season as well. So. Yeah. Well, one, 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 the people are saying is Omar Bugil has been released from Sutton and uh, a lot of our fans are saying could it be could Hinch try and get Omar back but I think from what I gather online is he, he wants he wants sort of more higher level but you never know where the things Dorkin. have happened Dorkin yeah Dorkin well I did see Mark at our playoff semi-final and I messaged him I'll say good teammate he goes well that match was shit wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> cheers Mark mint your words as usual <laughs> I mean, he wasn't far wrong to be fair but you know um <laughs> <laughs> he does say he does but I, I said I said to him you're not here to nick all our players are you he goes no mate here to watch your manager I was like mm, what's that meant to me mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think one of the one of the things we got touched as we mentioned it briefly is the league allocation obviously mm. <laughs> Chris as we said you might be visiting us sooner rather than later yeah. because uh, a visit to Bishop Stortford which we're not a massive fan of Bishop Stortford are we Pete the way they acted in the sort of uh, Isthmian league last year the, the... Have a giant sandpit yeah, the Sam Pitt and then their manager saying they were the best team in the league. Well, if you're the best team in the league, mate, why are you not being promoted? Why, why didn't you win it? Yeah, yeah but by like yeah. 10 points or whatever it was. Yeah, that's not the best team in the league. It's not like you won on the last day. But um, Chris, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I looked at the map today. I was just strolling mm. through doing a bit of prep. And it's pretty much like the National League Southwest plus a couple of South teams. And it's like the National League London and above. Yeah, well, you reap what you sow, and this goes back to the 1980s when the the likes of the Northern League refused to become a feeder for the conference and um, upper leagues. So you had this um, saturation of clubs from the South, the Southwest, and the Northwest. If you look at the Northern Premier League, for instance, 
there's such a saturation of teams from Greater Manchester and the surrounding area, Lancashire, etc. Um, purely because the Northeast teams didn't show, and well, Northeast Northern League teams were advised by the hierarchy not to show any intention of wanting to progress. They were kind of told to stay where you are, and so now, of course, we're seeing clubs coming into the um, trident level from the Northern League, but it's going to take time to to kind of find its level. So eventually, the line between North and South will rise, but it's going to take a few years yet. So if you look at the Northern Premier League now, there, there's a lot more Northeast teams in the Northern Premier League, but it's 30 years later. So we're, we're, we're currently in the case where we're playing catch-up. If you look at the Northern Premier League and if you look at the Northern Premier League Premier and then East, you'll see that there's a lot more Northeast teams making their way up. But until they then get promoted into the National League level, you're going to see this line being drawn where it is. But it all stems from what happened 30 to 40 years ago, I'm afraid. Yeah. It's um, it's a weird... It's going to, I mean, I'd rather be a fan in National South. So when we complain about having to go all the way to Plymouth Parkway's ground to play mm. um, <laughs> Truro next season. Truro, yeah. I think. Yeah, and all those, True. and you know, and all those. I, I, I don't envy you, Chris. It's got to go down to... Possibly on a Tuesday night, Bishop Stortford. Well, um, yeah, but I'm talking about the fans more like fans, yes. Um, but one thing I would say is that I'm kind of in the middle rather than being angry because it's just going to be lovely not having to go over the M62 15 times a season, which is kind <laughs> of about, you know that. Blumen Lee, you know, the Blumen yeah. M62, you know, it's Dick just a nightmare. And just being able to stay on the A1 and the M1 will feel like a bit of a novelty. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but I've driven that A1 and that M1 a lot of times and it just seems to go on and on and on and on and so, on and on. But so does the M62, guys, because it's just a massive car park. Yeah, um, before their road so works. It, and then, if you, then you have the delight of the M60 ring road which on a yeah. Saturday lunchtime can be a nightmare. So if you're going to places like Warrington, which we will go to, of course, but at least it's only once rather than, as I say, what's felt like 15 times a season. So, yeah. so Pete and I were having a chat about it before everyone else come on. And I've spoken to a few few people on Twitter today. I've written a, a blog piece up tonight as well on it, that unless you end up with, because a lot of people will go in, were like, you know, moaning about where Bishop's thoughts were going. I'm like, that's great, but what's the solution then? And then someone else went, more regionalisation. And I went, no. so, so that would mean you'd want a National League South, Midland and North. So you'll mm. want six teams relegated from the National League or you're going to have champions of three going up and then the playoffs will be between the second place teams and three divisions and only one goes up from that. You could yeah. dilute it. The problem is, the higher you go up, you've got to travel. You yeah. know, if you should make it into the national league. They're going to moan about how many northern clubs they've got to play. Then, I, yeah. you know, is is it, is it our fault? The south was shit in the national league. Did you give three of right. I mean, the pole four spaces. Yeah, that's it. it no, you're been, right. It could have been, you know, it could have been Gateshead, York. Yeah, yeah. you know, the, yeah. well, getting... it could have been Maidenhead. It could have been all four southern teams. That's right. So it, it could have. So. Uh, you, you know, it, it, 
I mean, because you can't split the country in four exactly as it goes, occasionally you've got to bite the bullet the higher up you go. When it goes a bit lower yeah. down and they've started moving clubs around, that's a bit of a no-no. And there's, If there's yeah. no real logical reason for doing it, why you know, why do it? I mean, I've seen yeah. some, some of the projections I saw put Jersey Falls into the um, Southern Combinations, into Sussex, which the only reason I saw was being the fly into Gatwick makes it easier for every team, as it mm-hmm. was Horn Dean got put into there when I think they were expecting the Southern League being in Hampshire everything that way to them instead they're coming everything this way and up into Kent so I haven't seen they're going to appeal against it but logistically wise you'd have said you'd have thought they'd have gone to um, the Southern but how much impact Met Police's voluntary relegation from the Southern League at step three into four put them into the Ishmian and then shunted everyone across, one team might have caused seven or eight to end up not where they wanted to, but yeah. you just can't please everyone. Can't please everyone. But, it, it, is, it is what it is. Forever. Yeah, I did say to Pete though, and I put in the blog piece as well, there should be some kind of fund that the FA have got to say, look, we can't do anything about this, but mm. we'll subsidise 50% of your travel costs for the inconvenience for this year you're first on the list next year to go back to the South, if it's possible, but we can't control what 24 National League teams do and finish in the relegation zone. That's so right. What do you want to do? Go back and play in the Essex League? Yeah, you know, that's right. So next, season, so next season, we're looking for Gateshead, York and Hartlepool to be relegated. Well, well, well I think I think Rochdale maybe might be down there as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like before Northern Sides next year. We know. Huh. Never know. Well, we're looking forward to West Country Tour, aren't we, Pete, anyway? I think uh, hopefully a few overnighters. Oh. <laughs> I hate guarantee, cider as guarantee well. Guarantee you'll get Torquay yeah. in a week. On a Tuesday night. night. Yeah. Or, yeah on a well, that's what night. happened with Weybridge, didn't it? Weymouth, sorry. Weymouth, Weymouth. on a... Yeah. Weymouth on yes. a... Uh, it was two, yeah. Both games were Tuesday nights for them and us. You imagine if it's Dover versus Truro on a Tuesday night? Hopefully. Oh, will, I will, yeah. Well, Pete, Pete, as, Pete as can't as, get over it. As no, many times as as I said as, the Dover fans are nice, it's their chairman that's an arsehole. Yeah. As long as Dover are away and it gets postponed when they're half an hour from the ground, I'll be f- cheering. Oh, <laughs> Pete, there you go. Peter. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, this is the argument I've had with him. Whenever I used to go on Rebel, Rebel Yell and say, like, was well, like Swiss and stuff, he'd have a go at me. He swore about 50 times Sorry. on Rebel Yell this season. And he's just done it on the Premier Non League podcast. So I'm going to have to Sorry. bleep that. <laughs> makes my editing life. Do you want to edit this, Pete? <laughs> Any, anyway, before ACAST take us off and put us on explicit content so no one will find us, it'll be for all the pornos soon. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, we better That'd wrap be this good. up. It's not, it's good. normally. It'd be uh, good fun to try and find though, wouldn't it? Yeah, can you imagine? Like, what's this? Yeah, watching some like porno thing, and then all of a sudden, like the Premier Non League podcast pops up in recommended explicit fields. Yeah, all right. There uh, goes that excitement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hear James's Latin. dulcet tones. Oh, here he yeah. goes. Well, I'm I, don't, sure. I, I don't watch. I, I, yeah, I don't watch porn anymore. I've completed it. I don't want to know. Oh, he completed it. There we go. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, are any of you guys going to the National uh, League uh, na- um, finals this weekend? Final yes. day, yeah. I thought you yep. two might. Yep. So I think that's good luck. I mean, can um, Newport Pagnell make it two years out in a row of winning? Obviously, they beat Littlehampton last year. Uh, they're facing um, Ascot United in the Vars. Do you reckon yep. it's going to be a back to back? From what you know, um, I don't know. Ascot yeah, won the final. nine counties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Newport Pagnell didn't make it up again. 
from their their yeah. their um what are they in the um can't think it's what got, the mid leagues are in. Um, it's got to be some sort of record, isn't it? They're um there's ultra competitive though, same as it was last year. Um, to get up from that from that from that division, so I'm not highly surprised. But um, I don't think I don't think the attendance levels are going to be anywhere near what they were last year. Um, Gates said haven't only sold four and a half thousand. So they really, yeah. let, they really should let Barnet win that semi-final and get to Wembley personally. But, yeah. Um, They're in the United Counties, by the way. The United Counties, yeah. Um, so I, I don't think I don't think Newport, Pagnell and Ascot will get anywhere near the 14,000 that between Newport and Littlehampton managed last year. So I don't think it's going to be a, a full Wembley by any stretch no. of the imagination. We're sat in with Ascot as well. So come on, Ascot. We are. And Halifax. We're not doing Gateshead. No. No, 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 I'm not doing Gator either. Good lads, yeah. good lads. We're, we're, all, <laughs> yeah. we're all Halifax, aren't we? We are. That's Well, I look forward to hearing about it. And we'll catch up about um, you on the next podcast. We've got one more podcast by the end of the season, which we'll be talking to. Um, hopefully, another guest on that one. And uh, that'll be us for the season. And we better start emailing and pestering people on Twitter and socials, guys, for some summer specials like we did last year, which will be good. Um, Who have I got to raid my contact book for this time? I don't know. I'm thinking Kevin Phillips is his promise so much. But why did you leave South Shields and Chris <laughs> could be him. there? Don't Chris could him. be there one on one. We're 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 bigger than that. We're bigger than yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, mm. uh, we'll we'll be right. If you if you, honestly, if you guys that are listening, we know we got our loyal fans. That if you've got any suggestions or something you might like to hear in the summer, do give us a shout on Facebook or social media. We do appreciate the love and support, as you know, at the PNLP. Um, any shout outs, guys, before we wrap up? Pete, Chris, you normally have something. Yeah, I will um I will say I will apologize to the proper Dover fans. Oh, he's feel, I made him feel guilty now. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, hand on heart, Pete. I know I know you would annoyed it's about a hierarchy. Yeah. It's a hierarchy. Yeah, I mean I Barry, know. our chairman, said he could he didn't even get the, the chairman didn't even come say hello to him. And I think that just says something. You know, Barry's a nice guy. I mean, the chairman of Dover didn't even bother come say hello to him when he's in the hospitality for the game. I mean, that just said something. Even if you don't like I mean, it was all apparently about the hoo-ha that happened at the beginning of the season with Dover fans, but again, the chairman didn't let I mean they don't have to, but you'd think if you've got fans that travel with you home in a way that cause problems for the club, you might let the club know that you're playing against that these people might turn up so don't let them in but that didn't happen but to do that and the fact is they wouldn't let Pete go and do his commentary they'd just ban him um, and I went I, it was a Tuesday night it was a long way to go but you know their fans were nice people and they were saying you know what we're having a really good team and you know we're surprised we're not surprised that you're doing so well and you know they're the people you've got to think of in non-league because you know if, if, if Shields were taken over by an arsehole if, if Worthing were taken over by an arsehole it's not our fault no. it's um, you know Barnet's had its ups and downs over the years, hasn't it, uh, Trev? You've yeah, but we've still got the same. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say. But it's not you as a fan, though. It's not you as a fan, though, that people got an issue with. You know, it's, it's you got to think of the fans. And that's what I always say. Like, I've always I've always quite been quite vocal towards Pete and said, no, it's not the club. It's, it's just the club hierarchy. But, to be fair, um, Tony's been good this season. He's backed Dean all the way. Yeah. Where we've finished, giving him a player every time he's, he's needed it to, to improve the squad. So, I'm... Uh, yeah. There's still plenty he can do, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not spending too many bad words on him this season. He doesn't deserve that. No. Next year, right? Well, guys, enjoy non-league finals down Sunday. I look forward to hearing all about it. Um, we look forward to coming back for our last episode in a couple of weeks' time. Um, as usual, tweet and follow us on at the PNLP. Um, and the last thing, guys, stay safe. Be seeing you. 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.